is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Today is our special Christmas episode. We are doing um, the Polar Express movie theories, conspiracy theories about who the characters are and what happened. Did you ever watch the Polar Express movie? I have watched the Polar Express movie, and I remember we went on the Polar Express. We did. Uh, was it two years ago? Yeah. Well, I went with you, I, I think, think, two maybe. years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago, because last year I went with Adeline. Two years ago, me and you went, and then the year before that, me and Brad and the boys went, and I was pregnant with Jake. No, so that would have been, we must have skipped a year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. But we went, like, I've been three times, and um, I didn't want to go this year again. It's, like, real. it's, like, it's not, like, it's really expensive, but, um, and we're talking about the Polar Express train experience here in San Diego. Um, it's not that it's, like, super expensive, but when you start adding up all the kids and stuff like that, like, if you have, like, one kid, it's pretty reasonable for, like, one person, but when you mm-hmm. have a family of five and then you're adding on other people... It becomes very expensive. Not like, only that, it was, there were so many people there. Mm-hmm, and super busy. With little kids, it was really difficult because they don't want to wait in line. No. Did we even have three of them or did we only, we only had two of them. We only had two of my kids. We didn't even have all of them. Didn't Jake go with us? Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, you know what he did. He did come yeah, with us. Yeah, so we had three. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so the Polar Express movie came out in 2004. The IMDb summary of it says, On Christmas Eve, a young boy embarks on a magical adventure to the North Pole on the Polar Express while learning about friendship, bravery, and the spirit of Christmas. So, to um, start off, the characters do not have names in the movie. Like, the main little boy is just called Hero Boy on like he doesn't have a name they oh, never say his name i never realized that and then there's the hero girl his like the girl that he's talking to the whole time and then the know-it-all kid the kid with the glasses that are like did you know that we're on a train da-da-da-da? and it goes this fast and everyone's like oh my god shut the fuck up yeah that's a know-it-all kid and then there is billy who is the last kid to get on the train where hero boy stops the train to get him on and he's like he's all like sad and he's um, he just kind of sits in the back train by himself, and the whole story is kind of around him as well. Yeah. And then um, and then th- those are, like, the main passengers on the Polar Express. And then the only adults on the Polar Express are the conductor, the engineer, the driver, and the hobo, the ghost that's on top of the train. And he's just named Hobo. Like, that's it. And then there's, of course, like, Santa, Hero Boy's mom and dad, and then his sister, Sarah. Are also part of the movie, and that's like it. That's all the so characters. Sarah is the only one that actually has a name. And Billy. Oh yeah, and Billy. Yeah. That's weird. I know. But I guess they don't really need names. They don't say their names, I guess. But it's weird because he does say like Billy does introduce himself and say hi, I'm Billy, and then Santa's like you're Billy, right? And that's like it, but it doesn't say like you're Johnny to anybody. Or, like you know what I mean? Doesn't use anybody else's names. Yeah. So, here's some fun facts about that movie, because it really was a groundbreaking movie when it came out. The film was the first all-digital capture film, so, like, all the actors were digitally captured as opposed to just being filmed. And then, remember Tom Hanks wore, like, he put on all these, like, um, sensors on him? Yes. And so, he 
was acting it out, but then they made it digital. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the whole film was like that. And he played um, a bunch of different of the roles, like Santa, the hobo. Um, he even played the little boy on some parts of it, I guess. Really? And Josh Hutch- Hutcherson played some of the little boy, too. But not the voice. There was another child actor for the voice. I don't know. It was weird. I was trying to figure it out, and I couldn't quite. But how would it. his body be the right size for the child for all the sensors? I think that it they can make it big or little. I mean, it's computer oh, animation. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And then it was also the first can- computer animated film to be a musical. Really? I know. I feel like there would have been one before that. But you think about it, Beauty and the Beast and all that, that's not computer animated. That was drawing. So um, then in 2004, before that, it was like Shrek, but that's not a musical. Bugs Life was not computer animated. It was draw, or Bugs Life was, but it wasn't a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Phil, and then even like Hercules, Mulan, they had a lot of songs in them, but they were drawn out. It was before computer animation. Lion King drawn out. So is this Disney then, Pixar? I mean, or is this Disney no. or Pixar? Nothing. This is nothing. This is on its own. It's like, um, I don't even know who it is. 20th century or something. Oh, okay. So I'm just curious if it was it's a not... Disney. Because um, I know, like, Disney, you know. Yeah. Be... It would make sense. Um, I'm not sure. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis and written by Chris Val- Van Alsberg. I don't know who, who... I'm surprised it doesn't... I know, you would think that it would it would be, like, the first thing that comes up, like, MGM or whatever, it doesn't say. Maybe on the IMBD? No, I went DVD? through all that. I never did. I read all that. Maybe on the Wikipedia? Um, sorry, guys. Hold on. We're trying to look it up really quickly. Okay, so it was distributed by Warner Brothers. So it's a Warner Brothers movie, okay. not a Disney movie. So anyways, um, this was also the first feature film to be released in theaters on both 35mm film and in 3D, like at the same time. The Polar Express was nominated for three Oscars, won five other various awards, and was nominated for 23 other various awards. This is... This movie is based off the book by Chris Van Alsberg, who also wrote Jumanji and Zathura. Ooh, I love Jumanji. And me too. And I love that one. So, and Robin Williams is in it. Yeah. And then I love all the adventure and yeah. all the different. And that's kind of the yeah. beginning of the Polar Express is super adventurous. Yeah. Um, Zathura, have you seen that? That's where they're in space, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that has Josh. Like sci-fi, I like yeah, that. Yeah. What's funny is that has Josh Hutcherson in it as well. And this one has Josh Hutcherson. Yes. Yeah. Um, So, as I said, Tom Hanks does the motion for Hero Boy, the motion and voices for the conductor, Hobo, and Hero Boy's dad. The train is based on the Pierre Marquet 284 with the road number of 1225, which happens to be Christmas Day, which is a total coincidence. No, they probably did that. No, they didn't. They've already said it. I Yeah, when I was looking into it. And it's a real locomotive that was one of two of its kind built in October 1941. And this is actually currently in Owasso, Michigan. And it runs between Owasso and Ashley, Michigan during the holiday season. However, due to the copyright laws, they can't call it the Polar Express. So they call it the North Pole Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the train that we went on, it's called the Polar Express, and it has, like, the little boy everything, the songs and everything on it, and it is 
brought to you by the Polar Express movie. Yeah. So, so they have the right to do that. Yeah. So when you watch the movie, like, I, like, when I've watched it and stuff, like, you can't help but look for, like, deeper meanings, like, who the, who's the hobo? Why does the conductor resemble and have such a sudden and close relationship to Hero Boy? Why does the clock never change time? How does the Polar Express get there? What is Billy's story? Why is he so depressed and antisocial? What does everyone's ticket mean when they get their ticket punched? Like, what's the deeper meaning? And I think that everybody has those questions when they watch this movie, and it's always, like, waiting for all the answers to be answered, like, resolved, but you don't get any of that. Yeah. 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 So, one simple theory is that this movie is just another Christmas Carol movie with Hero Boy being, like, the Scrooge-type character and not believing in Christmas anymore. The hobo being Christmas past for what may come if Hero Boy stops believing. And the conductor being Christmas present that seems to guide him to the things he needs to know in the present and getting him to Santa. Mm. And Santa being Christmas future and the entire Christmas spirit of and future of believing and all the good that will come if he believes. As a huge Christmas Carol like fan, in general, I love all the Christmas Carol movies and all that. Um, I like love that idea. Yeah. It's a Christmas Carol yeah. type thing. But I love all that, like... So do I. Yeah, yeah, it's always my favorite. Like, all the Hallmark movies that are like that. I There's so many variations so much, yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. So my favorite theory, um, another favorite of mine, is that Back to the Future and the Polar Express are in the same universe. Back to the Future with, like, Marty McFly. Oh, yeah, I know. Room. Back yeah, to the okay. Future, yeah. Um, the t- so the time never changes in the movie. It's constantly 11.55. And the conductor's so worried about getting to Santa on time, but the entire movie, the time stays 11.55. And the f- clock finally strikes midnight when Santa gives the first gift of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, like, what starts Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that means that whatever they are in, the time does not affect them, or they are able to bend the rules of time. When the Polar Express has some engineering issues and the engineers are looking for the pin to keep the locomotive, like, moving, there are some great shots of the steam room. And if you look in the background, you'll you'll actually see the flux capacitor working in the background. I never noticed that. Yeah, you can barely see it. I was, like, looking for it. You can barely see it. So, you know, in Back to the Future Part 3... They're on a train. They're on a train. Yeah. Is it the Polar Express? Thing? No. Uh, well, no. <laughs> well, I thought we were going on. Yeah, yeah so no. I was like, oh, like no, I did too. I did too. But Santa's older than 1863 when Doc Brown went back. Well, then that then he would be there if he was older. Like it could still be the Polar Express if he was older. Then oh, that Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. No, that's not. It's I mean, not. I mean, you're the. It could be. We'll do it. It's, it's theories. I just sure. Well, I just thought that I, I, I might throw that out yeah. there, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this would be suggesting that Santa has the ability to change time, and that's why he's able to go to so many places in one night. He just keeps like stopping time, reversing time, mm-hmm. and just like in Back to the Future. Also, fun fact: the train whistle that is heard in the film is actually the same sound effect train whistle that they used in Back to the Future Part Three. So, I'm convinced it's the same train. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe <laughs> Doc Brown boarded the Polar Express when he was a child and spent his whole life trying to reconstruct the flux capacitor. That's my little theory within the theory. 
an Easter egg also in the movie refers back to Back to the Future is um, when they in the beginning. Hero Boy is looking at a bunch of newspaper clippings about Santa going on strike at the mall and all that. If in the beginning, all the Santa's going on strike because he's not believing. So he's like, well, look, they're all going on strike. Obviously, this isn't the real Santa. Yeah. One helpers. Yeah. One of the articles has the headline saying Lone Pine Mall, which, as you know, is yes. in when Marty McFly goes back or goes back in time and then gets back to the future. Mm-hmm. He that's like the first sign that he fucked with the time. Yes. Is because it was Twin Pine Mall. And then it got changed to Lone Pine Mall because, because he ran it over yes. when he was like escaping the the Russians or who? No, no, they no. were the the terrorists. That yeah, but were trying were... to steal his petroleum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, yeah. he Doc Brown had stolen the petroleum from, from the him. Yeah, yes. but who, the terrorists were like he's like the Russians or something. I forget who they were. I don't know if they were Russians. They, they were, I think they were Russians, but they were I something. S- Lisbons, Lisbons, the some, Lisbons. I think some, they were the, like a made up. Yeah, movie? no, it's that wasn't made up. So, a darker theory is that all the children are dead. On the Polar Express? Yes. Ooh. It's pretty dark. They all died, and they're headed to the afterlife. So, they're doing this in this fun, childlike way. Oh, yeah. I know. Isn't that so sad? I know. It's a sad one. I mean, if you're going to take, like, a Santa would be, like, a good way to transition because it's a a very um, happy memory for children. Yeah. Yeah. One theory that I always kind of held on to is the conductor is actually Hero Boy from the future. Mm. Other people believe that it's actually Billy who is the conductor. No, but he can't be. Because you can't have the two... They can't... No, they can. How? Because, no, they can. It's just not suggested. Because Biff does. Biff gives himself the playbook in Back to the Future. But isn't that the reason why Marty's family starts That's like, why, disappearing yeah. is because of the Yeah, crash? because they, they meet and so it's not recommended. Like, you're not supposed to see yourself or your other self isn't supposed to see yourself or whatever. Like, you're not yeah. so If you have two people in the same timeline, you're not supposed to... I mean, this is all theoretical, obviously, because I've never time-traveled, but you're not supposed to see your other self because it could fuck with the entire, like, timeline of scheme of shit. Yeah. Just like on Mr. Peabody. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. So, what is it, Sherman and Mr. Peabody or whatever? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so you're, it's can't... just suggested. But mm-hmm. inevitably, in all these movies, they do, and then they see the outcome of what happens. When they do, yeah. Which is always okay. a fucking disaster. It, yeah. So there's no rule like you can't. It's just highly suggested that you don't. But that would be a long time that they would be together because when he hands him the almanac... For the sports almanac. Oh yeah, he just like he just does right it away. real quick. Like he says a few words, and then he's like out of there, and then he's well, like, well, yeah. But this would be like a train ride for a while. Yeah, but I feel like things would just start getting really weird. No, I don't know. Things well, would start anyways. glitching out or something. I don't know, but um, so more about the hobo. Some believe the hobo either made like the Polar Express train himself, like he was part of the people who made it or was like one of the first engineers mm-hmm. and died while checking the top of the train and he's like stuck there forever. Or that he was a hobo that was trying to hitch a ride on the Polar Express to go see Santa. And in both cases, the reason he disappears when they hit the low bridge is because that is where he really died in real life. Oh, he disappears. And then you never see him again. 
after the the flat top bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Another theory says that he was a non-believer that wanted to see Santa and he died, so he spend he's spending his entire afterlife trying to get to Santa. The hobo the hobo saves like a lot of the characters on the Polar Express, including the conductor, not only throughout the movie, but he also taught the conductor also talks about how he has ridden the train many times before, but he has never fallen off. Because a hobo keeps saving him. So the thought is that no matter how he ended up haunting the Polar Express, he's like the guardian angel of the Polar Express. Oh, yeah, that makes Helping yeah. to ensure it, everyone gets to Santa on time and everyone is safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is weird, though, because I, I, I totally forgot that he just disappears. Yeah, and then we just never see him again. As soon yeah. as he gets the boy to, like, safety down in the coal, mm-hmm. um, he disappears. A cloud of... So it is like a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, of course, we cannot dismiss that this was all a dream. When he wakes up after his dream, the housecoat is not torn as he tears the pocket again when grabbing it. But what makes this not right is that the bell from Santa is under the tree with a note saying that he dropped it on Santa's sleigh. So, like, how would that have happened? It's not from Santa? That it is from Santa. He dropped it because there's a hole in his pocket. Yeah. But when he wakes up, he, he rips the hole again. So it's like the hole was never ripped, even though it was ripped on the Polar Express, and that's how he lost the bell from Santa, because he got the first gift of Christmas. So if it was a dream, it was never ripped. Yeah. And it wasn't ripped when he woke up Christmas morning. But the bell is there that he got from the Polar Express, from Santa, from the North Pole. Because it wasn't ripped, so he didn't get lost. No, it was in a it was in a box under the tree saying... You left this on my sleigh. Oh. Love, Mr. C. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember that part. I don't know. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that could mean. That it wasn't a dream. I don't think it was a dream. Because if it was a dream. Or maybe he, maybe it wasn't that it wasn't a dream. Maybe he was there in his bed the whole night. But his, like, soul went on the Polar Express. Like, out-of-body experience. Oh, yeah. And so the Polar Express is collecting souls. Oh, that's even creepier. (laughs) (laughs) Collecting all the children's souls. Ooh. Right? That would make sense. For what purpose? To show, because it's always the non, the believer, the the people who are about to not believe in Santa aboard the Polar Express. To give them, like, hey, this is... A second chance. Yeah. Well, another theory about the hobo, just to go back to the hobo, is that um, the, if, if the boy stops believing in Santa, the thought is that he would turn out like the hobo. That that's his future. He'll be a hobo if he stops believing in the spirit of Christmas. That's sad. The whole fucking, when you really start thinking about it, and I've always, like, thought about it, too, like, trying to figure out, like, like, I've always thought the conductor was a little boy or something. There had to be a connection somehow, but, um, so. So, Santa, or you were going to be homeless and starving. Yeah, and the hobo. Of course, um, there is a deeper meaning that the Polar Express is a metaphorical journey, and the train is a vessel for kids to go from childhood to adulthood, and everything they learn along the way. One theory that I have that I made up while I was re-watching it and, like, reading all this is the possibility that Hero Boy will become the next Santa. 
Oh, like in the Santa Claus movie. Yeah, when Hero... There's always a new one. Yeah, because at the end, when Hero Boy gets his bell back from Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. he looks at his reflection, and it's Santa's reflection is (gasps) in the bell. That makes more sense. So maybe the reflection is his future self, and then that's why we're seeing this whole story about Hero Boy instead of, like, Billy's story. Because I'd rather hear about Billy's story. Like, why is he so fucked up? The know-it-all is just a brat. The girl is just really, like, a chill little girl who, like, believes in Santa and the magic Mm -hmm. of Santa. Yeah. And Billy is, like, sad, depressed, alone. Like, what the fuck? Where's his story? He's, like, the Eeyore. Yeah. So, those are the theories. Um, I really like some of the quotes that come from the movie. They have, like, really good little quotes. So, um, here's a few of them. The conductor says, the one thing about trains, it doesn't matter where they are going. What matters is deciding to get on. So even though your future is uncertain, you still have to keep going, Mm -hmm. moving forward. Choose a path. Choose any path. Just go. Yeah. Try. Try. Go. Try. try. Do good. Um, Santa Claus says, seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. Mm -hmm. And Santa Claus also says... Just remember the true meaning of Christmas lies in your heart. Aw. I know. I like the second one a lot because it's kind of spiritual. You know, yeah. believe in what you can't see and yeah. trust that. I like the way the conductor says it in the movie. It says about, like, you have to get on the train because it was, it's more of a contextual like mm-hmm. quote and the way that he says it at the time that he says it. It's like because um, Hero Boy wasn't going to get on the train. Mm-hmm. And he was having doubts and hesitation. And then finally he was like, okay, and, like, ran after the train to get on it. It's almost like it was, like, his destiny, though. Yeah. Like, he had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then Billy was the same way. He didn't want to get on the train. And Hero Boy had, finally Billy started to run after the train and Hero Boy. Maybe they didn't want to get on the train because they didn't want to go to the afterlife. Oh, my God. God, because they were holding on, because they're like they were holding on. They didn't want to transition. If it's about that, if it's about that, morbid. Yeah, then that would kind of make sense that they didn't want to get on. But he was like, "You have to get on. Like this is your time to get on. This is your time to transition." If if it's that, that, I don't know. But I mean, they got on it because they accepted it, and then they had one last hurrah with Santa. Yeah, (laughs) before they went to hell. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my, my god, that's so sad. So bad. So that is our um, Christmas episode special. I don't know if we're going to have this exactly on Christmas or a few or the Thursday after Christmas, but either way, we hope that you guys have a fabulous Christmas. Happy Christmas. And Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas and happy <laughs> holidays. And yeah, um, and we'll happy be, Hanukkah if you celebrate Hanukkah. Yes, Hanukkah, all of the other Christmas holiday religions and festivities and funness. Yes, and I say make memories. Don't get caught up in the consumer Christmas. Yeah. Don't do that to yourself. Don't feel the pressure. Go on a little vacation if you can. Or instead or of instead of gifts, like physical gifts, experiences. Do experiences. Do experiences. Yeah, that's like the best. Mm-hmm. My, make stuff. Make stuff. Yeah, well, my mother-in-law was like, what do you want for Christmas? And she was like, money. 
And I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? And she's like, no, my vacuum broke and I want a new one, but I don't want anyone to buy it for me because I know the one I want. Yeah. Give me money. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to make her a money tree. So I'm getting yeah. somebody to have like a little tree and then do a bunch of origami leaves and be like, look, here's a money tree. As opposed to just giving her money. Yeah. I you mean, know? I understand like if like that's practical, like she yeah. needs a new vacuum. I mean, obviously people, we need things in life to function yeah. and she wants to have a clean house. So I understand like the whole like vacuum. That's not the consumerism I'm talking about. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I that's know. That's a practical thing. Yeah. So that's nice. If you get her... You know, help her get a new vacuum. That's that's, that's what she wants. Help, it's yeah, helpful. Yeah, that's good. And then we have um, we always like we have Christmas at our house. Like we're really close with her, so it's not like yeah. No, time. I think that's a but, good gift if it's something that she really wants. So we're having like a Christmas party at work. Oh, that's fun. And um, it's just like just with the employees. It's not like with family and everything. Yeah, it's just like a and it's a small company. Um, so it's just going to be a few of us, like maybe 20 if that, I don't even know. Um, and we're doing a gift exchange and then it said to put like, what do you want? I just put plants. Like, oh, that's give cute. me a plant, like a house like a plant. Little, yeah, or like a, a succulent or something. or something. Yeah. Like, because I don't need anything. Yeah. I have everything that I need, honestly. But like a new plant would be nice because it makes the house look pretty and Provides more oxygen for my family. <laughs> and it's something live, you know. I don't know if they'll get me a plant or a pair of socks, maybe. Who knows? You know, everybody gives yeah. fuzzy socks, you know. We're doing, we're going to the um, desert like two days after Christmas and we'll be out there until January 2nd or 3rd or whenever we decide to come back. But um, we do our Christmas party for our employees out there. Oh, yeah. So we'll like do like down of food and a couple rides and. Yeah. Just have fun out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We're just yeah. doing a little, like, luncheon at work. Yeah. It's a little, um, it's I like, like a the, secret Santa type I like thing. that. I like the secret Santas. We do, um, with Brad's family, we do a white elephant. Oh, And we play fun. it where, like, you can steal the gift or you can, like, there's, like, a whole rule thing mm-hmm. going and you guys all pick numbers and... Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I want to do the one, I want to go to a party or have a party where you do, um, you put like different things inside of um, the cling wrap, Uh whatever it's called, and you make like a ball. You can put like gift cards, a little random like keychains, gum, just whatever, just random little things. And then you, they say for the adults, you put oven mitts on so it's harder. Because otherwise you can unwrap it real fast. And you do, like, a timer of I don't know how long. Like, you can decide, like, if you want to do 20 seconds. or And then whatever you can get out, it's yours. 20 seconds, yeah. And then you go to the next person, like, hot potato. And you just try to unroll it. How funny. And then you get, like, whatever falls out of the... How funny. That's fun. And you can just put, like... It's like stocking stuffer things. But, like, the big thing is, like, in the middle, like... Like, the middle, middle. Whoever can get to it's that like, first. It's like a freaking, I don't know, $100 gift card or something would be, like, the biggest. Or yeah. Or whatever you want to do. Like That's fun. Yeah, I want to do that, but nobody ever does it. <laughs> I guess I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you have a great holiday season, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And okay. we do have... Some exciting news coming up um, that we will be unveiling in the next few weeks. So 
very soon for the new year. Yes, new year. So thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.